Yeah, 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 yeah. How you doing? Mr. Taper back in the building. Barber's Only Magazine. Still around, still kicking. We coming to you live from the barber shop. You know what I'm saying? Live from a Friday afternoon barbershop session. Let me turn this around a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. I decided to do the podcast live from the barbershop. It's Friday. It's a beautiful day. Fall is definitely here. And... We wanted to talk about a few things, but first, shout out to Major League Barber. They have a huge barber conference coming up November. It will be in Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Major League Barber gets down November. I'll shoot the date in my comments. That's what's up. Also, shout out to BarberCon, they're doing a retreat. I want to say October 22nd, 23rd. Shout out to BarberCon. One day I'll be there. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to uh, BarberCon. They've been doing big things for several years. I know that retreat's going to be something special. But yeah, today, today's topic, we want to talk about working late. Okay, and balancing family life. You got to be a real man, a real barber. If you want to say you can balance your family life and be a successful barber at the same time. As money is in the background. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, for real. You know, people talk about uh, working late, you know, balancing family life. You know, the politically correct thing to say is, oh, yeah, I balance family life. You know what I'm saying? But you got to actually do it. You got to actually do it. When you have a client who comes in last minute, say he's a regular And he's like, yo, can you get me? You know what I mean? You know, I'll take care of you. You know what I mean? And when a client says, I'll take care of you, you know what that means. So, but you and your girl might have had plans for the night. Might be a Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Y'all could have made plans to go out. Now you have to make a decision. Do I get this money, make my girl mad, or do I leave this money and make my girl happy? That can be a tough choice for a young barber, an inexperienced barber. In my younger days, my younger barber days, 100% of the time I'm getting that money. You hear? I'm going after the money. But, you know, when you get older, you you appreciate family life more. 
And you do things now as an older barber, 20 plus year veteran. You do things now that you wouldn't do back in the day. You know? So, like I said, as a younger barber, I definitely went after the money. I chased clients. You know, if they came in 20 minutes after we closed, I'm cutting them. But, you know, I don't do that now. And not only do I try to balance family life. Nowadays, you you have to be concerned about safety. I have this rule now. If you do come in 15 minutes before closing and you're a regular client, I'll cut you because I know I can get you out at the latest 30 minutes and I won't be, you know, I won't be so late. But if you're a new client that comes in last minute, no, sir, you will not get service. I don't give a damn how much you offering. Too many times. What'd you say, bro? Yes, sir. Pull up a chair. Pull up a chair, bro. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's the dog bird. Young barber doing it. You know. But <clears throat> you know, balance of family life is, is more I think it's more important when you get older. And I hate to say it because there are a lot of young couples out there trying to make it, trying to have a good, positive relationship. And that's great. But I think you appreciate it more when you are a little older, at least at least over 35. You know, you appreciate family life. And that, you know, that's not to say that a young couple doesn't appreciate family life. I'm not saying that. But as you get older, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, so we have uh, we got a couple. We're gonna have a couple of special guests in the building today because we're doing this uh, guerrilla style live from Dre and Craig's VIP cuts. This is one of those type of Fridays where it's not packed. But everybody stays busy. They cut one, another one comes in. They cut one, another one comes in. I like that. And the reason why I like that, don't get me wrong, I take a good rush about four times a year. Back to school, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas. I put those two together. Um... And Easter, that's when I won't mind it when it's slam, you know, slam packed, people waiting outside four or five times a year. I'll take that. But I don't want that every freaking week. I like it when it's steady. You know, one comes in, might have two waiting. I cut him. Another one comes in. I'm cutting. I have two or one waiting. So me personally. I like to have at least one person waiting at all times, but I'll take I'll take two, no more than two. 
I don't want to be one of those barbers. Oh, look at me. I got seven, eight people waiting for me. Yo, that's inconvenient to those people that are waiting for you. You know, so that's no flex because I don't care how good a barber you are. If every time I come to you as a client, I have seven people waiting. Nah, not today. Now, shout out to my man Flood. Shout out to my man D. Rest in peace. These barbers were cutting. You know, I'm speaking of their experiences before social media. And they always had at least five to seven people waiting for them at all times. But keep in mind, they were cutting during the time when there was, you know, no social media. Nobody, you know, if you made an appointment, you know, you were paying at least $20 more. You know what I'm saying? So they did it that way because they had to do it that way. You know, there were no camera, there were no phones, no cameras. So they did it that way because they had to. But nowadays... If you are a barber who stickly sticks to a notebook for your appointments, you're you're hurting yourself, man. Now, let me just say this. You could, I'm not saying you can't make the notebook work. You can make it work. But you can make the notebook work, bro. But it just takes more effort. It takes a little bit more effort. But, I mean, it's like, why would you use a notebook when you could have your phone, set your appointments on your phone, you know? So, that's what I'm saying with the whole barbershop slash how do I make my appointment situation. Now, you might see barbers come walk behind me, pause. These are barbers who are trying to get on camera, and it's all good. But, uh, right. Okay. I just got a little input from a veteran barber. He said, if you're not doing appointments online then you are taking his opinion is you are taking from the new barber okay that's one that's one way to look at it it's one way to look at it but like nowadays i just feel like everybody should be on appointments you know everybody because it's a it's a two-way situation you want the best for your clients And you want the best for you, you know, so that's what you need to do. Look at that. Need to start working out there. What's up, Sharice? That's our soup. What's up, Barber World? (laughs) Yeah, pull up a chair. Pull up a chair. Pull up a seat. Yeah. Just pull up a seat for five seconds. Yeah. We got our special guest. We got our special guest, Sharice. She's been a barber for a long time. She's cutting. 
at Dre and Craig's VIP Cuts. Yeah, so we want to introduce Sharice the Barber and her whole brand. What's going on, Sharice? Everything's awesome. No complaints. The barber world is barbering. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Almost had to catch myself and good shit, all that good shit. <laughs> all right. Now, tell us how did you build up your clientele when you first got here? Word of mouth and hot towels. That was very simple but effective. Word of mouth and hot towels. Niche, especially in this area. They love hot towels. Dudes love hot towels. Okay, I like that. So that's true because I don't feel like a lot of barbershops in this area use hot towels. You saw the opening and you used it. That's good. So not just acquiring, not just acquiring new clients, but how do you keep them? It's my loving personality and how I provide my services. Service always matters. That's good. I like that. Good customer service always matters. See, that's a good point because a lot of times people get into the whole flash of, you know, social media barber and I got this, I got that. But if you coming up i ain't trying to bust people over their head so i make products as well so i might throw in a soap every now and again you know you make them feel appreciated for letting you cut their hair or groom them so all about how you present yourself that's excellent i like that good cuss good old-fashioned customer service always is the most effective way to get clients i like that know too i have my master's degree in hospitality got to the horn there so all of it ties in anyway in regards to how i i maneuver the lux barber brand that is beautiful and did y'all hear that we have an educated sister she's not just a barber masters in hospitality see that just shows that barbers can come with many different backgrounds y'all and what's what college did you go to Fairleigh Dickinson in New Jersey. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, shout out to you and Fairleigh D. And uh, did you want to let everybody know where they can find you? Well, I am currently on hiatus from social media at the moment. But if you pop in here, ask for my number if I'm not here. But my, my information is always at my station. So it's all the way. Come into the shop, bang a right. And I'm right down at the end. You always be able to find me somewhere <laughs> that's what's up thank you miss sharice I, I appreciate you <laughs> yes yes ma'am good jam there customer service always is a best way to win over new clients and to retain them so Shout out to all my barbers doing that. Shout out to my man in Houston, H3 Dimensions. He really does an excellent job. Next time I'm in Houston, I got to stop by the barber shop. 
He's one of those barbers and is at H3 Dimensions. He's one of those barbers that still uses a corded master. He still uses a corded Andy's outliner. Now I said corded, not cordless. Corded. But his cuts are still, still fresh. They, the, the, the fades are flawless. And, you know, I think we forget as barbers that there were a lot of good barbers before everybody went cordless. You know, the cordless barber, which we have today, is just a barber who has more freedom of movement because he doesn't have cords. But that doesn't mean that our corded barbers were not good because they were. And I see this little surge, this little uptick in barbers not totally going back to corded, but making sure they have a few corded clippers or trimmers on their station. With me, I, I keep a pair of masters. You know, corded masters because <clears throat> there's nothing like that power. You know, there's not one clipper, corded, cordless clipper that can match the power of the masters. Corded. So I keep that on my station whenever I have a, a client with a whole lot of hair and he wants to cut it down, a lot of bulk. I just knock it down with my masters and. You know, I'm just using the cord for a second, then I'm back to the cordless. So that's how we do it. But I have been noticing uh, a few influential or barber influ barber influencers using corded clippers. And the funny thing is, they don't really promote that. You know, they may just have a pair of outliners that they keep with them. But they don't show that. You know, that's something behind the scenes that I see. So, let's stop hiding the truth, y'all. Let the truth be known. Uh, as you can hear, we on our 80s funk groove. I decided uh, it's Friday. We're going to do a little 80s funk. 80s R&B Because I got a party that I DJ in, uh, in a couple of weeks And that's another thing the, the thing I have noticed about most barbers Is that they do Or they have another hobby Think about it Every barber I know They could They could be making a ton of money in the barbershop but they always have a secondary hobby that they like to do. You know, it's crazy. Uh, with me, it's DJing. With my barber next to me, Q, he's into the stock market. You know, he likes film, film, filmography. Uh, my man G next to me, you know, he, he he's a former pastor. You know, so we all have our secondary hobbies that we love to do you know is a it's very few barbers that i meet <clears throat> that are just barbers you know like 
All they do 24-7 is barbering. That's all they think about. Now, most barbers have something. Now, they could love what they do. Don't get me wrong. They love the barbershop. They love cutting hair. But there's also something secondary that they love to do. And sometimes it's two or three other things that they like to do. All right, y'all. Um, don't forget. It'll be in the comments, Major League Barber, Philadelphia, November, right? I, I believe it's the week before Thanksgiving. Um, make sure y'all check that out. It's going to be good quality barbers, good quality competitions. Um, the categories are you are good. I'm not going to be in any competitions because I have to find me a new model. You know, shout out to my man, Jay. He's been a great model all these years, but, you know, you have to have the right texture of hair when you are in these competitions. And, you know, for years, <clears throat> I fought that. I was like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter the texture. As long as I give him a good cut, I'll, I'll do good. But you have to have the right texture. I got, I had to come to that realization. So... Um, I got a f couple of clients on deck. The only problem is, you know, it, it's cool if it, the competitions were in Atlanta. But once you start talking about going to Chicago, going to Florida, you know what I mean? You, then you got to talk about hotel. You got to talk about airfare. So, you know, we got to work it out. We got to work it out. So. Either way, shout out to uh, Jay for holding me down as my model for many, many years. Yeah, yeah. All right, y'all. That will be the end of our show. And we will be back very soon. Because we're going to have a nice two, three-part session. Peace and love. Out.